You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Welcome to episode number seven. That's right, lucky number seven. And this could possibly be the luckiest episode for you, the most relevant episode for you right now. So let's dive into midlife crisis or midlife relaunch, the choice is up to you. All right, we know that I always love to open with a story. And this one comes after I had actually put together this episode and I had done the research and I had looked at all of my past courses and notes and thought, what do I really want to share in regards to midlife, midlife crisis, midlife messes, midlife minefields, all these things. And when I was done, and I had this, you know, pretty much uh, identified in my head how I wanted to go about delivering this, I thought, oh my gosh, why don't we start to recognize midlifers as midlife babes? ML babes. All right. Yeah. We all know about And the other ML, in case you don't, we can talk about that in a different conversation. But, you know, why not? Why not own it? Why not just say, yeah, I'm a midlife babe. So I decided to go to GoDaddy. As people who work with me know, I love to buy up domains. So I thought, oh, there's not a chance that Midlife Babe is still available. Well, it is, it was. I picked it up, swooped it up, and started laughing. Because, of course, in today's society, Midlife Babe would be, I think it was a dollar. (laughs) And I mean, the Midlife Babe's available, I mean, all these different ones. And I thought, you know, any other babe, any other, you know, notion around babe, gone. It's been taken. But the midlife babe, it was there for the picking. And I picked it up. And I'm going to explain why at the end of this, we are all going to walk away, whether you are a man or a woman, you will refer to yourself as the midlife babe. So all those guys out there that are listening thinking, hey, I'm, you know, babe. Well, remember, George Clooney is considered to be the biggest babe out there. Now, where did I read that? I think it was People Magazine. Or maybe it's in your mind, you know, somebody else. Or maybe you called your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife babe. I know I call E babe. But for right now, ML the ML babe is about to talk to you about midlife crisis 
And what you can do if you are feeling even a twinge of starting to have this mindset around, holy crap, what's happening to me? So I want to talk about where did this whole thing even come from? And it all began with uh, this phrase, life begins at 40. And I thought, gosh, yeah, I wonder when, because, you know, we're all talking about life begins at 50 now. And, and I thought, where did it come from? Well, it actually came from, and just think about this, the way they talk about the person who actually coined it, they don't give me her first name. They call her Mrs. Theodore Parsons. Back in 1912, was a physical director of schools in Chicago. And she is the one who coined the best part of a woman's life begins at 40. And then it turned into the best part of life begins at 40. But she was referring to, this was wartime and people were going off to war and the women were staying behind and they weren't exercising and they weren't doing anything. And remember, she's a physical director. And so she basically said, I want women to start training for the special duties which are you know, going to help them with their bodies in wartime. And she said, if you don't, then death begins at 30 because you have a deterioration of muscle cells that sets in. And so she wanted women to start looking at diet and exercise that would enable them to have a great, better life long and be able to, you know, feel better along the way. So that's where it all started. And then came in 1965, a gentleman named Elliot Jacques, and he coined the phrase midlife crisis. And it was between, you know, for, for people between the ages of 45 to 65. And he said that basically people went through this time period where we had this, this crisis. And for men, it lasted between three and 10 years. And for women, it lasted two to five years. And it could be caused by growing or aging in combination with some changes that were going on in your life, problems, maybe regrets about work, what you did or what you didn't do. And the true definition, and believe me, there are so many definitions of midlife crisis. And for those of us right now who are living through what we really know to be a genuine, master, huge, mega crisis, um, we still have to understand that the midlife crisis is real. I'm not sure it needs to be called crisis. I think for some of it's just, you know, it's, it's your midlife mess. But then again, a mess. I have, if you could see my office right now where I'm recording this, it's a mess. But it's my mess. And my kids and what we're doing in life right now is our mess. And for some, it would be a colossal mess. But for others, it might be like, yeah, that's just a little mess. And so when you start thinking about the definition, which is an emotional period of doubt and anxiety, sometimes experienced by people who realize that their life is half over. Well, here's the thing. I have people 
coming to me in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 60s, 70s. And they are experiencing what we are going to be talking about in terms of what are the, the main things you should be watching out to classify it as a midlife crisis. These are personal crisis crises. These are things that are happening to us where we, we are out of control. We are not happy. We are depressed. We are not sleeping. We are not enjoying where we are. And I got to tell you, when I was reading all these different lists and everything, I'm like, oh my God, isn't this what all of us are right now? The fact that we're all sheltering in place, we all are having these things happen. All the clients that I deal with, the one-on-ones, my group coaching, everyone is experiencing some form of crises in their life, some form of wanting to make changes small changes, big changes. I mean, I've got people calling me now saying, hey, I'm, I'm miserable in my relationship. I have the, on the opposite, hey, I've never been happier in my relationship, but now where do I go from here? People that are losing their jobs, people that are getting more responsibility in their jobs, people that have decided to sell their companies now. We all are going through major, major changes in our life. And for those that are between 35, 45, 55 years old, um, between would be actually 45, uh, 35 to 55, then we're middle-aged. But when you don't know when your last day is going to be on this planet, then really we have to be looking at it like every day matters because you might be 20 thinking I'm not midlife, but you don't know how long you're going to be here. Or you might be 55 and thinking there's no way I'm going to live to 110. And I would say, how do you know? So let's assume each and every person listening right now is either in, on the brink, or kind of wondering what's going on with me. And so I want to just break this down a little bit and talk to you about the difference between men and women and how they experience this midlife crisis differently. So men focus directly on their achievements. And when they're going through a crisis, like a midlife crisis, they're like constantly looking at like, what have they accomplished? And their desire is to prove their success to others around them. They are hungry for people to give them recognition, give them credit, give them, they just want to be seen. They want to be heard. And women on the flip side tend to start to think about our bodies changing, that we're not exactly looking like we did in our 20s. Now, you might also be thinking, hey, am I still as sexually attractive? But we also, because many times, especially for those women that are becoming empty nesters or already have had their kids leave home, 
they're starting to think about what's next. And that's where it gets very interesting because when they start thinking about what's next, they're actually thinking about possibility, which is very, very, very different than what a man would be doing. So people who have lives dedicated to fulfilling their aspirations, these people that out of the gates just knew what they wanted, went for it, had these like purpose-driven, um, they had their objectives, they knew, they're, they're just like, I, this is what I have to do. They are actually those, those wonderful people. <laughs> I am not one of them. Those wonderful people who just got it right away. They're actually less likely to have a midlife crisis and they will have a better chance of growing old in that, that state of flow. So I want to, I want to just take you back to um, a time in my life where I had just gotten divorced. At, no, actually separated. I was just separated. I was down visiting my mom. And it was um, a really, really tough time for me. And I just was trying to come to grips with everything that was going on in my life. And I literally laid down on the bed and I did not want to get up. I didn't even like have the strength or the energy or anything to have like that, that shift occur. And I remember my mom coming in and saying, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go take a walk around Balboa Island and you got to get out of here. You know, that this, the change of environment was so important. But for so many of us, we don't have that opportunity to have a change in environment. Where we are is where we are. We are stuck in our environment. Or are we? Or are we necessarily confined to that one room with that bed or that one house with the, you know, with everything that just seems like there's nowhere to go? And I am literally here to help you realize that when we choose to get off of autopilot and you realize that, okay, yeah, you're getting old and time has flown and that you haven't done what you really wanted to do or you're thinking, hey, I'm, I'm old now, enough is enough, I got, you know, there's not much I can do. I want to really get you thinking about there is more. There is so much more that we have because we are in this time in our life. We're midlifers. We have the option to say the second half is going to be better than the first. We have the option to say, you know, yeah, I've done all this other stuff, but now I'm going to focus on me instead of them, instead of that instead of all the distractions, just for this moment, I want you to be thinking about you. Because ultimately, that is where it all, 100%, the foundation comes from. And so um, in 2005, Time Magazine did a feature article entitled, This Midlife Crisis, Bring It On. 
And they reported just a ton of things in that finding that I want to make sure that you know. They said in previous generations, women didn't talk about midlife crisis. And actually, I find that really fascinating, right? I mean, I don't have conversations with friends that say, hey, I think I'm having a midlife crisis right now. No, it's very hush-hush. It's like, it's more like, crap, what's happening to me? (laughs) I feel like, I really am not that happy. In fact, maybe I don't want to talk to you. Better if I just avoid you. Better if we don't even like, yeah, I don't want to really know that you're happy and you're all good and everything like that. No, just let me, I just want to wallow, wallow in my own, you know, stuff. And so interesting that they didn't talk about it. And since women are going to have lots of healthy years, they thought, they thought that, you know, this, this period of making choices to live out one's dreams, it really, you know, it kind of got sidetracked. And another women who have been unsatisfied with their professional lives, those ones that are, you know, willing to start trying to think of something completely new in a area of their life had greater flexibility or challenge or satisfaction. Uh, So let's think about that. Women who've been unsatisfied all of a sudden thought, hey, maybe I should change things up a bit. And they were willing to do that. Women were. Women take a more hard-headed look than men at how their lives are unfolding and where they want to be one to 20 years down the road. Men were very much tied up in today and the past. Women are more likely than men to talk about growth and making the best of it. So women join gyms and they're going back to school you know, in their 40s and 50s. Uh, In fact, um, I just read a study now that 60% of every, you know, of of the people in many of the universities are women. And a lot of them are not the 20s-somethings. It's more like they're the 40, 50, 60-somethings. Another one, women are more likely than men to talk about growth and making the most of in terms of growth with inside of them. Remember this thing called like, I love talking about the inside job. The inside job is so important because what you are feeling on the inside is going to be present on the outside. And so really think about that. If you're feeling like your life is, you know, in the tank right now, or, or it's not where you want it to be. How are you contributing to what's on the outside by having those types of conversations within yourself, that negative talk? And then the most profound difference in attitude, men and women at middle age have completely different attitudes women are twice as likely to be hopeful about the future. Hopeful in the sense that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I can see something good happening in the future where men, not as much. So when you look at this signs and and what is happening and what's going on around you, 
I want to just mention some because it really is important that we we do think about um, that this is that this is a real thing. Um, there's this uh, book called The Happiness Curve, and it really talks about the fact that it's like a U shape, and you're going through life, you're going through life, and all of a sudden, you know, you hit this this downturn. But what it also talks about is that, you know, and we say this too will pass. Everything eventually passes. And that's why in my podcast, The Silver Lined Relaunch, we talk so much about, you know, after things have happened. And it's not that it's, you know, the 2020 of of what you've seen. It's more of like that your life has been impacted in so many different ways. And most of the time you have silver linings on those down times. And when you're having any type of, you know, midlife, you know, mayhem or things that are going on, or you're involved in a midlife mess, you'll end up cleaning it up. You'll end up figuring it out or things will happen that get you through it. One way or another, you're getting through it. So I want to talk to you about some things that could be signs that potentially maybe you need to be thinking like, oh, gee, this is happening to me. And remember what I said about, wait a second, as I read all these and I put my own list together, I thought, geez, that could be, that could be, you know, any of us right now. But I want you to think of it in its, in its whole, okay? Not just potentially like right this second, although it might be exacerbated. It might actually be more prominent, more significant right now. Uh, Okay, so one is drastic changes in your habits, which we're having drastic changes, but mood swings. Um, If you start to make impulsive decisions, uh, your sleep starts to get like kind of wacky and you're waking up at those, you know, 2 a.m., you know, time slots and you're constantly like, you're like, really, did I just wake up again at 2? Um, you're not liking those wrinkles. And I'm not saying you got to love your wrinkles, but, you know, you're really starting to fixate on the wrinkles, the sags, the bags, the, you know, uh, you're kind of talking in that, you know, I'm not like I was when I was younger. Um, your friends, are actually making you feel old. You might look at them, you might be, you know, talking to them and you're like, dang, he's really gotten old or she's really gotten old and you realize, uh, yeah, I'm that same age. Um, and so I have to say this idea of when you do um, notice that your friends have aged and some are probably having their own midlife crisis too. I think the most important thing is when you start to remember this list in your head, you can be like, yeah, we all are going through something. And if you just open up a little conversation around it, you will soon find that, yeah, we all, we all have our stuff, don't we? All right, you might be stuck in a rut. You might just be like, oh, my life is so boring. This is just like, oh. And this can really be for some um, this idea of like it's hopeless and when you talk about that stuck in a rut many adults think that they don't have as many options in the future 
and that their options become less or they think there is no other option. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me for coaching and they're just like, you know, there are no options. And there's always an option. You have the ability to choose, always. There is definitely that. Um, We also have that crazy idea that, you know, death is a little closer. It's not quite as far out. For some of you, you might have lost a parent. I know that when my mom passed away, I felt like, oh my God, I'm that much closer, right? As your parents pass or get closer to passing, you start to think, you know, I'm next, right? I'm next in the queue of, you know, who's supposed to go before the others. Uh, Changing careers. A lot of people start to think about, you know, I'm really not happy doing what I'm doing. I'm really not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's not, I don't feel like I'm going to have a legacy to, you know, leave behind. I don't feel like I have a purpose in what I'm doing. Maybe that sounds like you. Some are starting to feel like they really want to get a divorce. Or some might feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm being recognized. Somebody finds that I'm interesting. Somebody is giving me attention and an affair starts to happen. And why do these things happen? It's because people are craving affection, attention, respect. They want to be valued. Uh, you might be super down in the dumps. I mean, just that feeling of like, oh, nothing's going right. Uh, Just really. And again, I mentioned this before. These are all very real feelings. Um, Some might be drinking more. And I'm not talking about the COVID crisis Chardonnay. I'm talking about like ongoing, like this is something that, you know, is happening. Um, You know, maybe doing more drugs just to dull and numb the feeling of inadequacy, feeling of like, ah, I just don't really like my life. You know, again, you're bored with everything. And then you might see people, which you always hear about, you know, number one for men in terms of midlife crisis. Oh, they go out and buy a, you know, a sports car, a fast car, and, you know, it makes them feel young again and things like that. Well, let me tell you, Women do the same. They might buy a car. They might buy, you know, something. They might go out there and, you know, start to, you know, dress a little differently. Even guys start to dress a little differently. But I think that what we have to be looking at is when you look at all of these things, there might even be another factor. The relaunches that you've had in your life might just be compounding like you might have had a relaunch where you had a divorce or a job change or a relaunch of a death or a relaunch of an empty you know might be an empty nester or other relaunches and they're just stacking on top of each other and finally it's like you just throw your arms up and say you know enough 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 and so that's when you have the choice. You have the choice of giving in to this crisis 
this midlife crisis, or you can instead lean into a midlife relaunch. And you might be saying like, what is that? Well, just if you just put them side by side, I guarantee you, you'd rather have a midlife relaunch than anything around a crisis. So I'd like to talk to you about, all right, so some of those things you might be feeling, but we can move out of them. Now, for some people, I have to say, if you're listening to this and you're just really, truly despondent, really, you know, in just this place that you just can't, you are so, you know, deep in depression and deep in sadness and deep and you just, you don't feel like you can actually do it, please, 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 professional help, please, they are so there for you. Therapy, you know, there's a ton of holistic approaches and that is, you know, that is something that, you know, they're there to help you. For those that aren't quite as far along and that we really feel like we we can tidy up our, our messes and that we can move on and that we understand the happiness curve and that you curve and we are going to, you know, really get through this, here are some things that I want you to think about. Awareness being the top one, that you aren't liking where you are right now, but you know what? You're not going to be feeling stuck forever. And when you talk about the awareness, just be willing. Like, it, you know, we go back to uh, podcast number three where I walk you through the relaunch effect. And step number one is resetting. And to reset yourself is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it can be a really good thing. And I would even take it one step further and say, resetting yourself and really thinking about what you really want should be done, you know, often. Because otherwise we get the hamster on the wheel and we just keep going and going and going and going and you end up getting to a place or not getting to a place that maybe you don't want to be. So awareness. Then acknowledging and acknowledging in their 10, these are 10, this is number three, acknowledging that it's normal. It's normal where you are. There are studies and we know that this midlife downturn is a real thing. It is. And you need to be willing to release it, which remember in the relaunch effect, it's step number two, which is release. And the stories that you're telling yourself about what you haven't done, should have done, could have done, but haven't, you need to give yourself a little like break. I mean, it's really easy to beat yourself up. And for so many of us, we that's where we go. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You're not good enough. You're, but let's, let's really look at it instead of acknowledge that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in a normal place for me right now, that it's okay to be feeling these feelings. It's okay. And in fact, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to make this into 
my second half of life being that much better, giving me a little freedom. Hey, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm resetting. And then I want you to think about number four, which is slow down, slow down. I can't tell you when people start to feel these ways, they're like fast, 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 fast. I just got to move. I got to get, I got to push myself through it. It's just forcefully I'm going to get myself through it because I've just got to, I got to do this. And that's where you really have to start redesigning, redesigning, which is the, the third step in the relaunch effect. And before making a decision, ask yourself, ask yourself this really important question. If you're going to do something that may be rash, that may be something that's impulsive, what is the cost of doing that? What potentially could it cost you? I can't tell you when I ask that to people that are potentially about to have an affair, potentially about to, you know, quit their job suddenly, or potentially, you know, they're, they're doing something that's really detrimental to themselves. And I say, what's the cost of this? It's amazing that all of a sudden it kind of stops people in their tracks when they know what they could lose. Number five, try something new. Get outside of your box. I mean, this, when you're stuck in a rut, the number one thing that helps you get unstuck is doing something interesting, exciting, unexpected. It gives you something to lean into. It gives you something to talk about. And I've got, I mean, the list of relaunch customers, clients that have done incredible things. I would say some names I'm changing, some I haven't, but Jackie and went, went and decided she's always wanted to be, you know, in race car driving and did that. And Karen, you know, had a, a passion for belly dancing and ended up dancing at a restaurant and people moving across the, the world. Also, you know, Leslie changing jobs from one that she wasn't so crazy about to one that she loved and had always not thought she could because society told her, you know what, that, that's, you're too good for that. You're like, you know, you've got too much education to go do that. And now she's happier and making more money than before. So try something new. Get out, get out of your box. Okay, the next one is not just get out of your box, but get outside and move. And, you know, there's all of these studies about, you know, creating your own happy hormones naturally. And how do you do it? You know, they, they talk about the joggers high. They talk about, you know, what endorphins come out or the serotonin that comes out of the, you know, the hormones when you're working out. And the thing is, sometimes it's not just the exercise, but it's that awesome vitamin D when you go outside and you get a little sun. That can change your mood. That can change how you feel about your, remember we talked about this before, environment. When I got out of that room and I got down to this, you know, beachy community, I'm walking around and we finished the loop and all of a sudden I said, I need another. And my mom starts laughing and she said, okay. 
And I don't even know how far around it is. Maybe it's a mile. So I'm like, you know, and then we do another. And then I'm like, she looked at me, do you need to do another? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm done. I've had enough. So anyway, I want you to think about just getting outside, breathing in. You know, they say that just like the simple act of deep breathing. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this, that I notice when people are working with me and they're telling me about something stressful and like, oh, they take these short little breaths. They're not taking in that big, solid breath. And I want you to be thinking about that multiple times a day. Take in, suck in that big breath. Don't you remember when you watch kids, you see their little bellies going up and down? Well, at what point do we lose that like up and down belly and we start to just breathe from our, our, our necks or our upper chest? Take it all in. And that's when you're outside and you're, whether it's brisk walking, you have to, right? Because you can't breathe. You're like, this is, you know, go up, go up a hill. Uh, we went up to, um, to Potrero Hill the other day and walked around. And I mean, these, these hills just about kicked my, mm. and I noticed, I was like, but let me tell you when that was over it was incredible I was on a high so all right that's another one number seven give to get and let me just say this point blank it's not all about you let me repeat that it's not all about you and so make sure that you are figuring out some way if you are in a funk if you are having a crisis where you're like i'm so depressed i'm so sad i'm so you know unhappy with where i am right now give give to get uh eight talk about it talk about what's going on and here's what's really interesting most likely others are feeling it too and keeping in touch with your friends keeps you connected and doesn't allow you to be so isolated and when we're having a midlife crisis or when we're going through a major relaunch sometimes we want to just pull away pull away pull away i know i do i know my clients do but you you've got to be pushed to make that one connection so today when you're done when you're like driving home tonight or when you're you know at your desk Take a second, call somebody, text somebody, make somebody else feel good that you were thinking about them. Okay, number nine, create a plan. And by the way, this is part of step number four. Again, you can go back to the third episode of the podcast and you can hear all about the seven steps. But number four is realign. Create a plan. But here's the thing. Don't be so stuck if you have a plan already of throwing that sucker out. I can't tell you how many people say, yeah, I've got a plan. I, you know, I've got my like five-year plan or I've thought about it. And when you talk to them, you don't even, they don't even like buy off on their plan. Their plan sucks. Their plan's not going to get them anywhere. Throw out, throw out the plan. It's not doing you any good. Create a new one. Okay, and the last one is laugh. 
smile and you're like, Hillary, that's the last thing I want to do when I'm feeling so crappy about myself. Well, smiling makes you feel happier. Scowling makes you feel angrier. Frowning makes you feel sadder. I watched a TED Talk and it was called The Hidden Power of Smiling and it states that a third of people smile 20 times per day. 20. 14% smile less than five. How many times are you smiling throughout the day? How many times are you, are you holding those back like they're, you know, you can only give them away uh, when somebody truly deserves it and you're seeing that not many people deserve it? Why not start to take the approach of, you know what, I'm going to give those things up. Kids smile 400 times per day. And in this TED Talk, it also stated that British researchers found one genuine smile, one, could generate the same brain stimulation as 2,000 chocolate bars. I mean, come on. Is that not good research I'm giving you? All right, so at this point, midlife crisis in women can lead to midlife development. For men, take note of that. Midlife development. And a midlife crisis doesn't mean it's over. It's the end. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. Instead of a midlife crisis, have a midlife relaunch. Doesn't that sound so much better? And going back to the midlife babe, I would like each and every one of you, women, men, if you're 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever you are, let's all own that we are all midlife babes. ML babes, baby. That's what we all are. Let's own it. Let's make now our time. Right now. It's our time to live now and love now. So give away those smiles and give them away all day long. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.